live from the Parent Nation studios, it's Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents, shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. Yeah, well, I got a newsflash for you, folks. The problem with kids is parents. Excuse me, Sheryl Sandberg, but I'm not leaning in anymore. I'm sick of spilling my martini. (laughs) I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now, here's your host, Tara Kennedy Clive. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Oh, my gosh. It's back to school time. Oh, I know. Thank God. I know. Is it like a vacation for you or do you miss the kids? It is. I mean, let's let's face it. Summer break is like their vacation. And then the day they go back starts our vacation, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think don't get it twisted. I hate homework. Right. I, I hate all of that. And I'm glad to have the house to myself for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. But now my now my uh, now my teenager's driving. What? Oh man! I know, I know, I know. I can't stand it. It makes me <laughs> sick. It's it, when he when he drove off for the first day of school. I felt like I had aged in dog years. Oh, in that in that one moment. You know what I mean? Yes. It was weird. It was like, holy crap. My husband looked at me and he's like, now I can't like yell at him for 10 minutes at the bus stop. <laughs> like I normally would, you know, where's that time gone? Oh, um, it's sad. It's sad. I wrote a, I wrote an article for, I write for a, a publication called about families. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I wrote an article called from one zoo to another. Okay. And it and it was basically all about how um, it was my experiences at the Philadelphia Zoo, which sucked, um, and then how they relate to why kids are so out of control today. Mm. Um, and and it was it was pretty interesting. And then you know, like people love to post crazy videos on Facebook and tag me in them because right. they know that I'm going to flip out and. Right. Uh, and so it, it there there's a video of a little kid like messing with a skee ball game. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? Yes. <laughs> I got tagged in that one. And I'm just like, you know what? It's it's par for the course for parenting, you know? Not mm-hmm. a single one of those adults could do a damn thing about that kid because we can't, but yet I'd be willing to bet his parents probably dropped him off. <laughs> you know? Because you can't lock him in the car anymore. Right. <laughs> That's clearly against the law. And uh, and you can't just, like, let them go to the playground outside. Mm-mm. Right? So take them to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> They'll be fine. Air There's conditioning. Right? Air conditioning. Other adults to parent them. Right. Someone will watch them. Somebody will watch them. And then you get this little crazy kid walking across the skee-ball machines and you know everybody's like oh spank his ass that's why kids need a good spanking you know what here's the thing true story you can't expect the person who's absolutely not present in his life to be the one who's going to teach him valuable life lessons Hmm. and so what's hitting him gonna do what's that gonna teach him 
the kid wanted to play with somebody. Everybody else was playing. Like, every other person in that space was playing. And there's this kid looking around like, huh. Well, I guess I'm just going to get some attention. You know? This adult here gave me a ball and then started videoing me. So I'm going to do stuff with the ball, I guess. (laughs) Maybe other adults will give me a ball. And, you know, it's it's like you, you have to guide him. You have to lead him. You have to teach him. You can't just beat him, you know? Why not? But I know I get it. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, if somebody had screwed up with screwed with my ski ball game, I'd be tearing their ass up. I would. <laughs> but because that's serious, like that's for tickets. Like I can get. <laughs> I've I've earned shot glasses. I've earned sweaters. I mean, it, there's giant there's, giant pixie sticks. Giant pixie sticks, which every growing three year old needs. So I mean, yes, there are valuable prizes that go along with those ski ball games but i also think that um i think that there was something deeper there that needed to be fleshed out rather than just like hey you made me miss the 50 on ski ball you know what i mean right or you took my ball it's 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 bigger than that it's when you're letting a three or four year old run by himself like that with absolutely no parental guidance you know, it, it's not just a matter of beating his ass. He needs somebody to teach him, you know, pull oh, yeah. him off, pull him off the machine and hand him the ball and teach him how to roll it. Yeah. At least but- you'd be saying, this is what we do here. <laughs> you know, I, so, I, I just don't get it. So we're not supposed to let him run wild at restaurants either. I don't see a problem with that. Okay. Go get no. some food from them. Right. It's it's really honestly, Kelly. Maybe maybe once in a great while, but seriously, when was the last time you went to a restaurant and actually saw a kid running wild? Mm, not very often. Not very often. It's bullshit. You know what it is? It's social media wanting to make a problem where there isn't one. Right. That's what that is. It's like kids on planes. You know. No, babies have always been on planes, mm-hmm. but now because we've given people a forum to complain about it, now we complain about the one in a thousand baby that can't stop crying, who probably has a freaking ear infection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we've given people a forum to complain about stuff and they've just, they've just gone insane with it. And that's, you know, that's what, that's my opinion on that. Speaking of which, did you see the dumbass who made the little boy cry in line for preschool? Oh, did you see right. that video? Reporter, <laughs> yeah, that was oh, that was sad and cute, and I just wanted to hug him. I wanted to hug him and punch her in the throat. <laughs> like, what intelligent human being doesn't think before you say no? You mean you're not going to miss your mom, little boy, who's never been away from his mom in five years? You should. You should start crying. Right? That makes you a bad person now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, the little kid was instantly hit with guilt and trauma. And the teacher, the teacher's probably sitting in the classroom going, I'm a killer. Right. I'm a killer because now I get to deal with that boy. (laughs) Unbelievable. So, but anyway, they're back to school. Oh, <laughs> it's, I was talking about, um, 
us talking about stuff that I'm doing. So you know I do a lot of stuff on HuffPost Live, right? Yes. Did you see the segment that I just did? I did not. It's funny. So I bet. <laughs> it was called it was it was called Bitch Better Have My Money, that oh. Rihanna song. Uh-huh. And it and it was about people who like owe people money or people who borrow money and then try to get it back and why mm-hmm. it's so hard. And they had me on not because people necessarily owe me money, although people do owe me money, but they had me on because of my my current tenant situation. Ah. Right? So for those of you who don't know, I do a couple different jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. I my job isn't the radio, although, you know, clearly it, it could pay the bills. But any, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, most expensive job I have. But anyway, <laughs> the um, <laughs> I, I have rental properties, right? So this woman was helping me in my warehouse because I, to- I have a toy distributorship. And um, it, we should just go through. One day we're going to take the entire hour and just talk about all the jobs that I had. Well, that would be fun. <laughs> Are you still grooming dogs too? No, I hated it. <laughs> I hate grooming dogs, but I am a certified master dog groomer from the New the York master. School of Dog Groomer. The master. The master dog groomer. It, you know, it's one of those things like, you know how like people who work on computers, everybody's like, can you fix my computer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like everybody, like like your vicious little friggin' chihuahua. Can you cut his toenails? He mm-hmm. bites us. But what right. it makes you think he's not going to bite me? Because you're the master. Because I'm the master. I'm like, yeah, wrap this towel around his head. Well, no. Uh, shut up. So anyway, anyway, I have, I have this tenant who, who at the time she was not a tenant. She was helping me. She was working with me in my warehouse, came, uh, came upon a really rough situation, which was clearly the landlord just being an asshat. Right. Okay. So I felt bad for her. Lo and behold, I happened to have a rental property open. So I'm like, you know what? You've got five days to get out of your place. That's so horrible for you. Pop it and move into my place. You know, you can move into this place. It's right before Christmas. Don't worry about the security deposit. You can pay me after Christmas. Buy presents for your grandkids. You know, the whole nine yards, right? Mm -hmm. Turns out, I'm going to assume the reason that her landlord kicked her out was because, well, she doesn't pay rent. Oh, <laughs> what did I know? How dare him. Right. So, um, so now it, she moved in obviously in like December and, uh, still now we're still fighting to get her out. Never got the security deposit, Pay, paid her first six months of electric pills. And, uh, she was supposed to pay us back for that too. Oh, so, boy. so they had me on the show talking about this situation and, um, it was funny because they started calling me gangsta Tara because I was like, <laughs> you know, you just got to get people's social security numbers and their driver's license numbers and then you can go after them. And, you know, like if you find out where they work, you can just like show up <laughs> where they work. And so, and they started calling me gangster Tara. So, so, but it was funny. So was she still working at the warehouse this whole time? No. Because no. you would know where she worked. Right. No, my toy season ends in like mid December. Okay, so she bailed mid December. So, you never saw her again. Well, no, I see her all the time because she's living in my property. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she just doesn't want to pay me. 
Mm. She's like, but but in the meantime, like she's on she's on social media talking about these extravagant meals that she's making and her new car, and she's clearly on a cell phone or a computer that Mm. has internet service. You know, so you're paying all those bills, just Mm. not me. So it was like, oh, Lordy. So that's why I guess I'm kind of really, really excited to have uh, to have uh, Stacey Cox on the show because she's going to be talking to us about saving money. She's going to be talking about coupons. Yeah. Which is, I I hope she teaches me something about coupons because I'm the worst couponer in the world. Mm. I'm that person who goes to CVS. Yeah. You guys have CVS too, right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so you know when you have your CVS card extra okay. care card. Oh yeah. And you swipe that baby. You could wind up getting like $5 off your next visit, like mm-hmm. off your next purchase. You can get $2 off of like deodorant and razors and stuff like that. Right. right. Not me, not me. <laughs> no, no, no. I put them in a drawer because that's the coupon drawer. So <laughs> I have this ridiculous drawer. coupons that probably expired like seven years ago can you take a picture of it and post it please i'm gonna i'm gonna take a picture of the coupon drawer kelly because you're gonna die (laughs) you know there's a trick to those cvs things what well you have to it's it's kind of long and drug out but you have to buy your most expensive item and use your card and then get your coupon and then use it for the next most expensive item and then get the next coupon, and so on, and so on. Oh, and you have to take them out of your drawer and use them. See, there's the trick. <laughs> there's where I fail, because I don't take them out of the drawer. I had this idea one time that I was going to put them all in my purse, <laughs> and, right? And then I would go somewhere, and I'd be like, I don't want all this shit in my purse. So then I'd, like, unload it into right. a pile in my office or my kitchen or something, but I never, ever, ever use coupons. So I'm hoping that Stacy is going to be able to cure me of my coupon-itis. <laughs> you know what I think? I think it comes from a mother wound. Can we use that word on this show without sounding too foo-foo? Sure. I think, I think it comes from a mother wound. Actually, two mother wounds. My stepmom was an avid couponer so she would spend all sunday morning like into the early afternoon Mm -hmm. with the sunday eagle cutting out all the coupons and then when we would go to the store it was like this horrid pain in my ass Ah. we could only buy stuff that had coupons and she had to like search for the coupons and she had this giant accordion file thing with all the coupons in it she was like a ridiculous and i think that bothered me. And my mom was just like, she, she was ridiculous with coupons too, but she had like a different process. Like she would just make me carry all the coupons <laughs> and then I would have to like go through them. Oh. And be like, yeah. So, so I think I have kind of like a coupon phobia. Right. But you're supposed to be the, the coupon queen now and hand that job down to your kids. My boys aren't going to use coupons. Well, if you take them to the store, you make them flip through them. Then they'll have a coupon phobia like me. (laughs) That won't work. Jeez. Well, then they pass it on to their kids. The coupon phobia. Right. (laughs) I don't know. My cousin Kelly is a couponer. 
And yes. she's like, she's the person who has like Sam's Club in her garage. Oh, okay. Like, like you go in there and there's like Mount Rushmore made out of paper towels and shit. <laughs> like she's, she has the most amazing experience and luck and success with coupons ever. So she's probably going to be like Stacy, not me. Nope, not so much. But maybe Stacy can help me with my savings. That would be good. That would be good. Because my kids need to learn how to save money, especially my teenager now that he's got to pay for insurance. I want, do, do you, well, you're, you don't have that problem yet. But like my husband and I were talking about, like, what do we do? Do we make him pay all of his insurance? Do we make him pay half of his insurance? Do we cover his insurance till he moves out? Right. It's like, you know. It's tricky. It's tricky. And the kid doesn't have a job because with school and all the demands of school and homework and sports and everything else nowadays, who has time for a job? Right. I get it. You know, and we want him to be well-rounded. Right. I so. heard what I heard somebody, I think it was the love and logic. Have you ever heard of that brand? Yeah. Um, I heard, or I read that they said that the child should save enough for the, um, for the deductible in case there is an accident. Oh, well, there you go. That is another idea. I Well, you know my kids have that board, their chore mm-hmm. board. Right. That they have their virtual bank on. Right. I, you know, I, I think either one of them, if they were in an accident, I would probably just pull it out of that. Mm. Yeah. Adulting does suck, Karina. <laughs> Adulting. Adulting sucks. Or <laughs> producer Karina just well, that, that goes. To- that goes with our second guest because she's going to teach us how to raise great parents. See, raising great parents. I like mm-hmm. that title too. That yes. kind of goes along with my whole concept of the problem with kids as parents. Right. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. That's Kieran Gand. We're going to talk to her in the in the third segment. So, yeah. Anyway, it's going to be a good show. I'm excited about it. We're going to learn how to stretch a dollar, which everybody needs to know how to do. I, yes. God knows. I just paid for, I just put money in two lunch accounts and mm. paid, and paid the deposit for the laptop computers. Oh, you know. that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We have to talk about budgets because if you're raising kids and putting kids through school these days, it's, it's costing you an arm and a leg. So when we come back, we're going to be talking to Stacy Cox about how we can save some of that money. Stay tuned. Why Tara's taking a cocktail break and we're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. 
is going on? Whatever do you mean, dear? Why have you taken me to our special place to eat? Sweetheart, I took you to El Charro on the Ridge tonight because I know you love it, and I wanted this meal to be the very best. Oh, honey, those fajitas smell divine. I know, my dear. Everything about El Charro on the Ridge is wonderful, just like everything about you. Oh, my sweet, sweet man. I can't stand it any longer. Let's take our love of El Charro food and each other to the next level. Marry me, darling. Baby, you don't know how long I've waited for you to ask. Of course I'll marry you. As long as you promise to take me to El Charro's on the Ridge on Old Jacksonville Highway by Brookshire's Fresh. Anytime I want. I'll be yours forever. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? (laughs) It's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation, welcome back to the show. Hey, Kelly. Hey. <laughs> so, it's I'm I was trying to do that periscope thing. Yeah. I was telling you about. So, and it's like I I think I had it pointed in the wrong direction or something. It just oh, wasn't no. <laughs> it wasn't keeping people engaged. But do you know what? I think it might be the fact that um I I had it facing the back of my head the whole time. <laughs> So I think that would be fun to do, though. And also, I think that we need to find a way that the uh, people that are watching on Periscope Mm -hmm. can hear more than just me. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't even think of that. It was just me. It was like because you're plugged into my head. (laughs) Oh, that's the sweetest thing anyone said today to me. You are plugged into my head, Kelly. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So, anywho, we're uh, we're trying to get a hold of our our Stacy, our first guest, Stacy Cox. She must be uh, she must be cutting coupons or something, and uh, and isn't answering her phone. But um, no, what I, we were talking about before the break, which I hope to get Stacy's opinion on very soon, is all of the expenses now that go into putting a kid through the public school system. The free public school system, correct? The, that we pay taxes to use, correct? Right. I mean, right. It, right, like this is a this is a pretty expensive endeavor. So, like my school taxes are pretty high. Yes. And when we now when we go into a local Target store or a Walmart or something like that and you go to the school supplies section, I don't know if you guys have these, but we have these big rounders that are like the spinny rounders that have file folders on them. Uh-huh. And and in each rounder is a list of recommended school supplies by school district and grade. Sure. Do you have this? Oh, yes. This is ridiculous to me. <laughs> There's at least 20 items on every one of those lists. Yes. So now, I mean, we we have to buy protractors and pencils and erasers and and those little hole hole reinforcers. Do you know that our kids get docked points 
if they don't have all the stuff on those lists within the first five days of school? I believe it. Sometimes at our school, some teachers will actually give extra credit for bringing in tissues and hand sanitizers and stuff like that. Well, there's a freaking concept, extra uh-huh. credit. Right. Like Why five. don't we start the year by docking everybody <laughs> and announcing the children with income struggles? Right. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. seriously, I don't understand why the schools can't provide this stuff for the students. Because there's no money. That's bullshit. Why is there no money? I guess they're using it on stuff they're not supposed to be. I don't understand it. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, you know what they're using it on? They're using it on paid armed security guards to walk the halls. Mm. Stop that. It's ridiculous. Do you know why are we I, I that I have a problem with. They that was in our local newspaper. A local school district just hired an armed security guard to roam the halls of the school. I don't like it. I think it's ridiculous. I think that that is a complete and total waste of money. I think if you have good security systems in place and, and they, and we're not apathetic about them. Yeah. Like our schools, we have to walk up to the door and we have to push a buzzer and a camera shows our face in the office and we have to tell them why we're there. And then they will buzz us through the first door And then they will buzz us through the second door, and then we have to go immediately into the office, which is right inside the front door. Wow, that's a lot. It is a lot, and I'm thankful for it. You know why? Because someone isn't walking around the school with a gun. Be them, be it a security guard or a person with bad intentions. You know, but how many times have I run up to that door when someone is coming out? And just bypass that whole security protocol. Right. You know? Or, you know, a person that doesn't know me gets buzzed in ahead of me and stands there and holds the door open for me. Right. Those are the kinds of things that create problems. You know? when, When a person walks into the school and... You can't identify them, but you let a child take them out of the school. That's a problem. You know, it's we've become lazy. So to, to, to compensate for our laziness, we want to hire people to do what we should have been doing all along. And last year, last school year, there was, um, there was a security guard in an elementary school who left his armed and loaded gun in a bathroom stall. Ooh. So, uh, seri- I mean, really, is this, is this what we want? You know, everybody knows, everybody, when we were in school, Kelly, come on, seriously, everybody knew the teacher who had the, the flask in her desk, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> exactly. So you're telling me that if we start arming teachers, the kids aren't going to know where those guns are? Hmm, True. You know what I mean? It's and not now the you, teacher's responsibility to be a law enforcement officer. Absolutely agree with you. I think that's ridiculous. And I think that, you know, those are those are the kinds of things that we're wasting money on in our schools is worried, you know, 
arming our teachers and arming guards at the doors and all that kind of stuff. But back to the ridiculous list of expenses that we had. So, so now we have, you know, probably a hundred dollars, let's say a hundred dollars on school supplies, right? So I've got two kids going to school and they're both enrolled in the high school. So they both get laptops. So the deposit for those laptops is $50 a kid. So there's another hundred dollars that I dropped in the first, you know, two days of school and, um, lunch programs, it's costing me a hundred. I put in for a month. It cost me about a hundred dollars a month to feed my kids lunch Mm -hmm. through the school. Can they go off campus? Do they have any restaurants? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Nope. They're not allowed to leave the school. So they have to eat what the school provides. And, you know, we can go in there and get a breakdown of what they've spent. But I mean, they're, they're selling them stuff like ice cream and little Debbie's and you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, Kelly, when I went to, when we went to school, it was like 97 cents for the day (laughs) for lunch. And you got like English muffins with melted cheese product on them and tomato soup. But you had, we had burritos and burgers. Where did you go to school? (laughs) Here in Arizona. What the hell? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, Berks County, Pennsylvania. But they were they were cafeteria burgers and burritos. It wasn't like we got to go to In and Out or, or or you know. I don't give a shit what kind of burger it was, but it was better than a cheese dream. <laughs> Is that what they called it? Yeah. <laughs> cheese dreams and tomato soup. Everybody gotta go. Oh, and then you had that one kid who ate everybody's. Oh sure. Because he loved them. Right. The girls never really eat in high school, I don't think. No, I would get a salad every day. I would get a chef salad. I would get a chef salad and put a half a cup of ranch dressing on it, so I may as well have been eating a Jim Dandy sundae from (laughs) friggin' Friendly's. Right. But I was maintaining my figure, you know? Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. I was so skinny. It's dumb. But I, I guess the thing that kills me, oh, oh, and then you have 4,000... Uh, fundraisers that come home oh, no. in the first two days of school, right? Don't You've got the pizza and the discount cards. We have these discount cards. They're $20 a piece to buy these discount cards, right? Right. And um, you can get 10% off at like the local restaurant bar. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't even apply that to alcohol. So it doesn't, it does me no good. <laughs> Zero. I'm like, can I just write you a check for a hundred dollars? Instead mm-hmm. of selling those damn cards, please. Right. And and so that's what our that's what the beginning that's what the first two days of school consists of for us is spending approximately eight hundred dollars on obligatory um, optional shit. Oh yeah. They call it optional, but it's not. No. It's optional if you want to fail and be beaten up daily. <laughs> You know what I mean? Otherwise, you have to spend it. So I, I, it kills me for these parents who are struggling financially. Right. You know? And all I want is for my kid to get a good public education. And I can't even do that because I just don't have the money. Right. It's, it's sad. And then that's when you see it, you know, these parents acting out irrationally. And we go like, I don't understand why you're so angry. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, right. And then on top of that, they give you three hours of homework for filling out forms. Right. <laughs> I stand there with my hands out like, all right, lay it on me. And it's the same form that I filled out for 11 years in a row. Right. You know what I mean? Can't they give us can't they give us a paper that says, has your information changed? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Then we'll keep it on file. You know, I don't know. Killing trees. That's what you're doing. Killing trees. And that stupid paper that I have to sign that says that you're allowed to film my kid. Oh, yeah. Really? You're allowed to use the computers. Right. Uh, It's, you know, why do you even bother? Because even if you say no, they're going to go to their friend's house and say they're working on their, you (sighs) know, whatever paper. What did he have to read? Catcher in the Rye the most banned mm. book in all of history in schools. But anyway, they have to do their catcher in the rye paper. So they're going over to their friend's house and looking up porn anyway. So what are you going <laughs> to Come on. Come on. And then you now, I mean, every kid's a hacker these days. Right, right. They did your kids to have to read us a book over school, over summer? Over summer? Yes, they English? did. So did yes, we. they did. Summer reading. They had to read a book over summer, or as we like to call it, the Thursday before school starts. <laughs> Oh, my daughter had to read Frankenstein this summer, and she didn't like it at all. Uh, my kid, my 14-year-old had to read The Help. That went over uh-huh. well. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the 17-year-old had to read The Catcher in the Rye. Mm, okay. So, yeah. So basically what we did was my husband and I read the book. Mm-hmm. My husband read The Catcher in the Rye, and I read The Help. And then we challenged our kids to read it and then quizzed them because we okay. had, we knew the book then. Okay. Um, so then when they, they had to do these journal entries, they had to do like 10 journal entries yeah. and, um, on, on different concepts, like compare yourself to a character and blah, blah, blah. So you know what that looked like, Oh yeah. you, you know, it's the, uh, well, what happened in the first three chapters and then all the journal <laughs> entries are on that. And I'm like, no, come on, buddy. Let's, uh, <laughs> Let's at least read the last two chapters <laughs> so that we act like we know what's going on, you know, and maybe like thumb through to a random page and read that chapter, you know, but they did, they did all right with it. It was one of those things. My husband's like, you know, he is the lamenter. He's like, you had three months. Mo- oh, stop it. We all know we had three months, but we didn't do it. So what are you going to do? Turn back time? Just go mm-hmm. with what you got, you know? Right. Nah, it was crazy. So that was a that was a test of our patience and uh, yeah, drive and and dedication to school and homework. You know, we had to make it look good. We, this, you know, we had to be like, you know, school really is important. So just pretend you read the book, and then we'll watch the movie, and we'll go with that. <laughs> cliff and then, notes. Cliff notes, and then the things that are like glaringly, blatantly opposed to the book from the movie. I'll point those things out to you, you know, and then that's, so that's basically what I did. And, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think they did pretty well. The little one is, uh, the little one's a, uh, oh gosh, I'm sorry about that. Karina squirrel. Oh, <laughs> uh, we didn't, well, we, we weren't able to, uh, we weren't able to get a hold of Stacy, um, our coupon lady, so we apparently uh, got our third guest on early. I'm sorry, Kieran, but we're no problem. 
I, um, I still haven't had my coffee yet, but that's okay. I'll survive. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm just, like, I'm just blabbering on about how ridiculous it is to be a parent and, and, and put kids through public school. We only have about two minutes until our next break. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna then we're gonna spend 30 minutes with you and and that's gonna be awesome but so do you have kids in school i have just my older one is in first grade and then i still have a a little one in preschool who's three. Oh my um, goodness yeah and i've managed to get myself roped into all kinds of um you know, jobs at school related to <laughs> raising money and PTA and all of that, which is pretty hilarious. But, um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff going on. I also live in, you know, the middle of just I, – I forget where you live exactly, but we're in this community here in the middle of Silicon Valley where it's just like, oh, my God, it's like parent decathlon. People are just so crazy about being parents. So <laughs> it's <laughs> – Oh my gosh! Well, everyone's parents on steroids. Yeah, so. it's not a responsibility. It's a sport here. We don't yeah. mess. It's yeah. crazy. You need, Kieran. You need to run, run away. I need to like move to can. some island somewhere. Yeah. So I'm thinking you, about that very seriously. Holy crap. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're going to go to our first break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to you about how to raise great great parents. And, I mean, clearly you have the most awesome example of, you know, crazy over-the-top parenting ever where you live. So this is going to be funny. Uh, The the craziest parenting I ever saw was in Los Angeles. So I'm dying to hear (laughs) the solutions (laughs) that you've come up with for the rest of Parent Nation. We'll talk about that when we come back from this break. Awesome. Or close your iTunes player. Uh, oh, f- it. Parrot Nation, Tara Kennedy Klein needs a pee break. And then we'll be right back with more Parenting with a Twist. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. My family spent three summers at an army post in Fairbanks, Alaska. Living 120 miles south of the Arctic Circle, the sun never sets, so it's light all night long, all summer long. Soon we found ourselves taking our kids to the park to play at 3 in the morning. Boy, were we screwed up. Did you know after a three-week summer vacation, your IQ can drop as much as 20%? I guess when we're not working, our brains can get pretty lazy. Abbey lubbers, scabberlatchers, and slouter pooches are all names for lazy people. But hey, I guess that's why they call it the lazy, crazy, hazy days of summer. 
So to all you Abbey lovers, scabberlotchers, and slaughter pooches out there, summer's about over. So enjoy it while you can. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation, welcome back to the show. I am uh, excited to be joined by our first guest. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Previously second guest. Yeah, that's right. You know, hey, here, the universe has a way of pit- putting people where they're supposed to be, Kelly. There right. you go. That's there promotion. you go. Doggone it. <laughs> So, um, Kieran Gand is a, uh, she's a mom of two young daughters, which we found out in the last segment, but she's also a certified integral life coach. And, uh, she also was a high school history teacher for nine years in San Francisco and Oakland, California, which, oh my gosh, that's impressive in and of itself. But she talks about raising great parents and we, boy, we need to know more about that these days. Don't we, Kieran? (laughs) Well, yeah, we all try our best, and um, I think that part of why I'm all about this is just I used to live in Oakland, used to live in the Mission. Um, now I live in the, as we were just talking about, kind of in the thick of uh, the whole Internet, Silicon Valley, affluence, um, really high perfection kind of standards that have made their way into parenting as a contact sport and it's um mm-hmm. it can get pretty crazy here and i i think you know i'm really glad i've had the perspective of working in other kinds of communities and with kids who um you know just really co- going to school every day doing the basic things was like something that you know, their parents didn't necessarily have, and there was a lot, a different attitude, a lot more um, desire to just, you know, have the basics, appreciate the basics. And I think um, where I am now, it's, I don't know, it just seems like nothing's ever enough. So It's so um, funny that you say that, because, like, when I hear, what the, the craziest parenting I've ever witnessed was in Los Angeles, like Hollywood, Los Angeles, California. Like I've I've never seen anything like it in my life. But um, I was just talking to a, a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine recently. We were going for a walk and around our neighborhood. I live in a very small town. Mm-hmm. And I've always lived in very small towns. When you hear about, I live in Pennsylvania, right? So when you hear about Lancaster, Pennsylvania, you think, big place because it's farmland, right? You think Mm -hmm. like people know where Lancaster, Pennsylvania is because there's a lot of Amish and Mennonite community. We're known for outlets and farms and, you know, Hershey, Pennsylvania is really close to there. So you think big, but the fact is the communities are extremely small. And Mm -hmm. where I live in, Shoemakersville is very small, obviously. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Keebler Elves small. But 
What I've noticed <laughs> in in traveling, because I, my family's done a lot of sports events promotion, so I've spent time in a lot of different places. And what I've noticed is these small town communities where kids are not fought with to to do things, but they're just expected. You grow up expecting to do chores. You grow up expecting to help your neighbor. You grow up expecting to, you know, work for your family or, um, you know, use your manners or, you know, not get everything that you ask for. It's these things that uh, it's just a matter of expectation. And when I think about parenting in like Silicon Valley, the first mm-hmm. thing that comes to mind is like Harper Valley PTA. Do you, right. <laughs> am I completely dating myself there? But I think that's, I, I really think like that's where the whole mommy wars thing started. In, yeah, that's interesting. I think it is, there are a couple of things that really underlie kind of the culture of living here. And I would say competition is one of them. And um, just the affluence, just everyone, you know, Whatever you have, somebody else has more, and it's um, and I don't subscribe to those values as a person. So it, it's more like we're here mostly because of my husband's work, and he works in the tech industry, and most of his college friends, and you know, it's like everybody works in that industry here. Um, and you also you get that too. It's like that's what you're supposed to do with your life is, you know, be in tech. And if you're not in tech, like, oh, my God, what could you ever do outside of that? You know, it's like there's just nothing else exists except this little bubble. And there's great things about that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's amazing opportunity here. I think the economy, you know, there it's everything about the world economy is centered here, you know, so that there's mm-hmm. something really exciting and, and energizing about that. Um but I think that if you're going to raise kids who and be the kind of parent who can raise kids who are going to do their chores, going to do, you know, some of the things that you're talking about, it, it does mean that you've got to, you know, really center yourself and be able to um, resist a lot of those polls that you're getting at school, that you're getting just in the conversation with, you know, the the bratty mom who's trying to act all competitive and things that's, you know, passing in, in school about their kids and their activities and, oh, my kid is so great at this and doing this. And um, and sometimes having those conversations with other parents can just be, like, not fun and not, you know, just don't bother because it's just, it, it's not safe sometimes to just talk, like, about the things you want to do or the things your kids are doing because, People are always looking for like, oh well, how can I, how can my kid do that too, or be better at that than your kid? And right, or looking it's just down their weird, nose at you. Yeah, it's a weird. I, I would weird suffocate. Feeling. I would suffocate in that environment. I mean, one of the things that you said that made me laugh, like I had to cover the microphone because I was laughing, was when you when you said about getting kids to do their chores. It's so yeah. funny to me because how can you get kids to do chores when you yourself, as the parent, aren't doing any chores? I mean, think about it. How many people were in Silicon Valley? How many how many housewives actually clean? No, no, like nobody. House. Yeah. Right. So how are you Everyone. gonna teach your kid how to dust and, and clean when you don't even do it? You know what I mean? Like yes, it's, it's, exactly. If you, want, you need to look. You need to watch the groundskeeper so you can figure out how to mow a lawn. I mean, <laughs> right. seriously. 
exactly. You're stunting your child's life skill growth. That's that's totally what you're doing. I mean, damn, kids in in where I live, like they're milking cows, and and that's not even a lie. Like they know how to do that. It's 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 just funny to me. My son, my oldest son. Okay, so here's this is gonna freak you out. I have I have one son who is like the um the 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 house builder guy, right? And then I have another son who's like Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. And my older son worries about my younger son. There's my older son out in the backyard with his dad building a tree house. And and I'm not just talking about like nailing random boards together. Like they they literally researched how to like the right kind of straps to use to support a 1500 square foot structure like like it's it's obscene i should post pictures of this treehouse but so there's that kid who can do like anything he can repair things he can hang drywall he can put in a light like that's him and he's How coming old is out he? he's 16 he'll be 17 mm. in december and he comes to me and he's like i'm really worried about alex um i don't see how he's going to function in life like how is he ever going to move out of the house he, 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 he doesn't, right. he's always doing something on the computer, like constantly. And then he comes to us and says, but this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, this is my career. And I'm like, yeah, but buddy, chances are you're probably going to eat once in a while. And you'll have to know how to prepare that food. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's like commonsensical things. We aren't teaching our kids anymore. Because we're yeah. like, well, no, they're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs, you know, and they won't then they won't need to know how to do anything because they can afford to pay to have someone do it for them. Right. Right. And is and that the can... environment that you're is that the environment that you're in right now? Yeah. I mean, so me personally, I think we you know, the schools are very highly rated and all of that. And we moved here. We have, you know, pretty modest little house and but but we're here in the school district in Palo Alto, and we, um, you know, we definitely have some help around the house. But I do a lot of stuff myself, and but I'd say that's pretty rare. Most of the parents, the families, are either, you know, dual full time working tech industry parents, where they have like full time nannies, they have house cleaners, they have people doing everything around the house because they work a lot of hours and um or there are you know families where one parent is making making enough and the other parent's staying home and even though they're staying home they have help and they have you know that that's very common around here for people even though they're staying home to have a nanny um which is kind of interesting and (laughs) um i'd say we're very much my family is very much about um, you know, not like my the husband has a great job, but it's not, you know, he's not a CEO or anything like that. And so we're, we're here, we're doing fine. We're, we're in a good place, but we're not like off the charts kind of. And so I think my kids do get some experience with me just being the typical things we have to do in a day, you know, just getting themselves ready, getting their breakfast, getting their stuff ready for school, um, you know, cooking with them sometimes, um, you know, they, so they do see people helping, but they, they also, 
because of our situation, you know, they, they've got to be involved and, and be in it. And I think because of what I do, you know, working with parents, I, I'm pretty conscious about trying to do stuff with them and train them up. And they, um, you know, we're part Indian as well, so there's just a lot of stuff going on culturally. I think living here, there's a real mix of cultures, a lot of mm-hmm. Indian families, a lot of Chinese families. Um, and so that influence of just the Asian values um, is pretty interesting. You know, a lot of emph- emphasis on family, for sure, and schooling and just um, sort of discipline and really working hard. And those kinds of communities have really made it big here in Silicon Valley or done well here. So. That mixture is pretty interesting. It's a very, very diverse place, and I think that's another thing that's that's cool about living here. It's um, you're no matter what school you're in, no matter what company you're in, you're going to have that. You're going to be surrounded by that that diversity, and kids are going to be taking that in and feeling like for my kids since they're part Indian, I feel that that's a, a great thing, that they, it's very normalized, you know, to be to be Indian, to be Chinese, to be um, Jewish, to be, you know, whatever cultural group. There, There's a lot of other people that they, you know, they see. When I grew I'm, up, you know, it wasn't like that. I grew up in a place where we were like the only part Indian family, and it was just a really different experience. Yeah. yeah, I can I can imagine that our kids generation is going to grow up to be a lot more um compassionate and a lot more accepting of diversity. I don't think that we're going to have the racial tensions that we have within our own um group age group and older. I I think they're going to be pretty inept at like just general survival skills, I think. Right. They're 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 not going to be able to feed themselves. Exactly. Yeah, the houses are going to be, like, they're just going to all live in hostels and, like, hope that there's one farm kid, you know, from the sticks that comes to live there that can help them take care of everything. Otherwise, they're just going to be, like, walking through their own filth and eating pizza constantly. So. So, like, how do I put this into a bento box? I don't understand. But no. <laughs> so how do you coach? I I can't believe that we've blown through so much time. It just in <laughs> conversation. You're so fun to talk to. So how do you get parents who are who outsource parenting in every possible way to be connected to their children? Mm, awesome question. Well, the things that I teach, the the way I've been trained in parenting is through a really interesting approach called parenting by connection or connected parenting. And the first thing I teach parents and a lot of people who, you know, take my classes or consult with me, they could be parents really early on in the game who are starting to deal with things like, Um, You know, when they are with their kids on the weekends, um, the behaviors, tantrums, things like that, um, just starting to really feel frustrated that, oh, my gosh, you know, how I can't just, uh, you know, use a timeout or do the thing I saw on that TV show and it just doesn't work. What's going on? Oh, my gosh, how am I going to deal with this and this child? And the first thing I teach is about just the basic 
brain science of what's happening when a child is having some of those big behaviors, that there is a part of the brain, not the thinking part, not the part that does math and does science, that everybody around here is so focused on getting their kids to be like geniuses by the time they're two, but the the other part, inner, a deeper part of the brain that's more about feelings and emotions, um, the limbic part of the brain, mm-hmm. and that really that part of the brain, those needs for con- it, it's a, what it needs is connection. It needs eye contact. It needs a certain tone of voice that, that isn't you know screaming and punishing. It needs you know a hand on the back. It needs someone to get down and get low and just sort of make contact and um it's pretty counterintuitive in the middle of some raging tantrum to do those things for most of Mm -hmm. us but what i do teach people to do is to like to flip that switch and to understand that when kids are getting really big that it isn't just about being a pain in the ass to you even though that's how it feels (laughs) that it is um that they have a need and if we can see the need and interpret it in a way that's effective, you know, and I think brain science offers a lot of effective information, yeah. um, you know, that we can I can't can believe we're out of time it. already, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's crazy, like right when we got into it. But we're going to put your information up on the website, and I do want Parent Nation to check you out. And what we're also going to do is see if we can get you back on at a future date and talk more about this because it's a really great topic. Thank you awesome. so much for being part of the show.